this is the eclectic um, and the person you're hearing uh, through your speakers is you, your co-host for the day and the other half of the show is basically going to be the main half of the show. I'm basically just the vessel uh, that, that we are using to navigate these waters. Um, yes, my job is to introduce to you every single week a different guest host, and this guest host is uh, a special one. Uh, we're, we're delving into a different, a different source material, the, the, the comedic kind, the funny kind. Um, so my next guest for today is a very well-known, not just uh, unifaceted, but multifaceted uh, performing artist dabbling in many areas of the creative expression. You know, he's tried music, done a little bit of improv acting. Another art form is fly fishing that he's into, but mainly known for his uh, lighthearted comedic stylings uh, in these parts of Canada. We could say he's a touring artist. He tours around doing comedy, making people laugh, putting smiles on people's faces, uh, doing quite a few, like I said, rotating shows around the southern Alberta region, but I don't know. There could be other areas. We're going to ask him soon. He's also interested and passionate about biology, biodiversity, aquatic health, invasive species, and um, research. Who knew? Uh, but we'll get into that as well, other interests and how they kind of all come into one if ever they do uh so biologist by day comedian by night uh he's a beautiful bearded purebred mountain man as one person introduced him the sultan of humor a jester of funny the messiah of bearded men brett hutchinson <laughs> the messiah of bearded men <laughs> yeah isn't that jesus <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think the one thing that improv and even stand-up really helped me was failure. Mm. Improv, they teach you right off the get-go, like, you got to fail a hundred times before you get something right. And I think that's something that, especially in today's, like, education system and whatnot, is it's such a focus and emphasis on don't fail, you have to be perfect. And I think that is such a terrible hole for people to fall into. And so learning to fail and learning to fail with grace and being like, well, I messed up this time, I'll get it better next time is such an important quality that people don't catch in on. Mm -hmm. Like baseball players, mm -hmm. completely different tangent here, but baseball players are some of the best failures on the planet. Mm -hmm. When you can hit a ball 30% of the time that you're supposed to do your job and be considered really good at your job. That's incredible. These people will strike out like five times in a row and they won't let that get to them. They failed five times in a row at something and were able to get back the next at bat, shake that off and still perform. I think, yeah, I can't talk m enough about how important failing is. If you were good at it the first time you went out, then there's something wrong and you need to embrace that failure like I said, but at the same time, don't let that failure like make you quit if you think you're funny if you've if you have a sense of humor somebody else out there shares it with you so whether it's getting up there failing realizing the way that you wrote this joke isn't funny and needing to go back and rewrite it do it but just you won't know until you take that shot because i'm also a real big fan of collaborative writing mm. um because, yeah, finding somebody else to, like, look at a joke that you've been writing for so long and you can't really find an ending, it's really nice to have a writer who knows your brand and kind of knows what you're going for in a joke mm -hmm. to say, maybe you should do this with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think 
charisma and the way you deliver something is everything. The energy that you have towards mm. a joke, you could be saying nothing. Mm-hmm. And it could be the funniest thing in the world as long as you deliver it like you believe it's the funniest thing in the goddamn world. Yeah. Get people to laugh mm. at everything. And people want to come out there and see somebody having fun, goofing around, and having a good time. Mm-hmm. So if you look like you're having the ball of your life, chances are an audience is going to pick up on that energy and want to reciprocate with that. Mm-hmm. They want to have as much fun as you're having. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think that a joke should be the same each time because you're always going into a stand-up set with a different emotional energy, um, different life experiences since the last time you did it. So I, th- I never think a joke is done. Mm. A joke should never be finished writing. A joke is always evolving. And so for me, improvising it, you just find new punches every time you do it. Maybe you say this word with more emphasis on this syllable and it gets a laugh that time. But if I have a script... I don't get to find those fun little nuances in each joke. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even going back to music and the musician in me, like words are rhythms and you can play around with how you just throw those rhythms out there. And it's a playground. The stage is a playground. That's it. You just got to act like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my job was to find out what food they liked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like a little bug chef. <laughs> nice. So... Jeez. Only 9% of my animals survived. Yeah. yeah. Then I retired from the research scene. <laughs> uh, but no, I... Ha- He's got a ways to go from here. Yeah, he really didn't make it yeah. that far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was a band geek, man. <laughs> I loved that. Nice. Man. Oh, uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're not there yet. Nah. Nah. Let's get doing. Yeah, um, like, screw you, mom and dad. <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. Do not like nowadays, (laughs) but (laughs) that's when you pull out your worst jokes so they just shut up and not want to talk. Funny. (laughs) (laughs) Take two. (laughs) That's hilarious. Okay. Six white boomers, white boomers, (laughs) racing Santa Claus through the blazing sun. Go. Know that you're going to suck. You need to know that you're not going to be good at it. And that is totally okay. If you were good at it the first time you went out, then there's something wrong. Um, My phone number is... (laughs) MySpace. Don't have it anymore. I'll start it for you. Nexopia. If you buy me Nexopia Gold, like, I'll do anything for you. I'm a... I'm moving to Australia. You don't need to get a hold of me. <laughs> Just let me be for a year. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> if I'm still here, I don't know where I'll be in a year, but yeah. I kicked in the... T- I don't Just- know. <laughs> I don't want you to Thanks, get injured. Thanks, man. You just want me to get kicked by a kangaroo. <laughs> no, dude. I just want somebody I know to have the experience so I can talk about that experience as if I know the guy that you got kicked by a kangaroo. through me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Without the pain. I just wish you didn't have to suffer the pain either. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Y'all know about hurricanes? <laughs> I, um... Hurricanes are kind of bad news... <laughs> I've, I've, lots of people die because of hurricanes, and I feel like, I feel like most of those deaths we can probably, like, circumvent. We don't, like, half those people that die in hurricanes, we don't need them to die. I'm (laughs) going, like, I think we name our hurricanes wrong. 
Like, I think that's the main reason people are dying from hurricanes. Hurricane Katrina? All Katrina sounds like is some sort of, like, sultry Caribbean princess coming to the Gulf of Mexico strictly to get you wet. I want to be there for that. I wouldn't leave New Orleans. I'd stick around. Hurricane Sandy? I know a 60-year-old lady that whenever I'm, like, she was my neighbor, and whenever I came home for the holidays, she'd always invite me over for grilled cheeses. If I heard Sandy was in New York, yeah, I'd be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> so many deaths <laughs> that we can, that we don't need. We need, a, we need to change the naming system of hurricanes. Like, we can still stick with the alphabetical order. Like, first hurricane of the year starts with A, but, you know, instead of naming them after people, why don't we just name them after things that scare people? Like, really set the bar about what a hurricane actually is. For the fourth hurricane of the year, Hurricane D, we'd call it Hurricane Danger. <laughs> Leave nothing up for imagination. When the letter G, no, uh, when the, yeah, the letter G rolls around, be a hurricane, grab your family and your prized possessions and leave town immediately. <laughs> My personal favorite hurricane, the first hurricane of the year, really tell people what we mean, is hurricane, ah, ah, oh my God! Nobody would stick around for that. <laughs>